the citizens almanac section nine first inaugural address and gettysburg address by abraham lincoln this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b the citizens almanac fundamental documents symbols and anthems of the united states by u s department of homeland security section nine first inaugural address eighteen sixty one abraham lincoln abraham lincoln was sworn in as the sixteenth president of the united states on march fourth eighteen sixty one this was a difficult time in our nation's history the issues of how much control the federal government should have over the states and whether to permit slavery in the newly acquired western territories divided the union in december eighteen sixty shortly after lincoln's election was declared final the state of south carolina seceded from the union by february eighteen sixty one six additional states seceded and formed the confederate states of america under provisional president jefferson davis in an effort to calm the fears of the southern states lincoln turned to four historic documents when preparing his inaugural remarks each of these references were concerned with states rights daniel webster's eighteen thirty reply to robert y hayne president andrew jackson's nullification proclamation of eighteen thirty two henry clay's compromise speech of eighteen fifty and the constitution of the united states lincoln believed that secession was illegal and as chief executive it was his responsibility to preserve the union the resulting speech was a message of unity to a troubled nation excerpts by the frame of the government under which we live this same people have wisely given their public servants but little power for mischief and have with equal wisdom provided for the return of that little to their own hands at very short intervals while the people retain their virtue and vigilance no administration by any extreme of wickedness or folly can very seriously injure the government in the short space of four years i am loath to close we are not enemies but friends we must not be enemies though passion may have strained it must not break our bonds of affection the mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the union when again touched as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature gettysburg address eighteen sixty three abraham lincoln considered one of the most important speeches in american history abraham lincoln's gettysburg address successfully expressed the principles of liberty and equality that the united states was founded upon and proudly honored those that fought and perished for the survival of the union during his remarks he spoke of a new birth of freedom for the nation lincoln delivered this speech at the dedication of the soldiers national cemetery at gettysburg on november nineteenth eighteen sixty three the entire speech lasted just two minutes the battle of gettysburg took place july first through the third eighteen sixty three in the rural town of gettysburg pennsylvania roughly fifty miles northwest of baltimore maryland 
confederate forces led by general robert e lee's army of northern virginia invaded union territory seeking to take the war out of virginia and put the union army in a vulnerable defensive position general lee's soldiers fought the union's army of the potomac under the command of general george c meade when the fighting ended on july third the two sides suffered more than forty five thousand casualties making it one of the bloodiest battles to date confederate forces retreated back to virginia on the night of july fourth eighteen sixty three and the battle of gettysburg is considered by most scholars to be the turning point in the american civil war gettysburg address fourscore and seven years ago our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal now we are engaged in a great civil war testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure we are met on a great battlefield of that war we have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that the nation might live it is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this but in a larger sense we cannot dedicate we cannot consecrate we cannot hallow this ground the brave men living and dead who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract the world will little note nor long remember what we say here but it can never forget what they did here it is for us the living rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced it is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain that this nation under god shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth end of section nine